Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! From the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Appreciate you joining us. It's 11.07. Sports on a Sunday morning is sponsored by Graybar, and the phone lines have been open the entire show. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've gotten a lot of great calls, both uh, from all over. In fact, these next two callers, one from Springfield, Illinois, and one from Jefferson City, shows you just in this region where Cardinals Nation stretches, but we're hearing them from all over. A lot of frustration about the club and some that are trying to come up with solutions as well. Let's go to Dave in Springfield, Illinois. You are first up as we come out of the news as promised. Hi, Dave. Hey, Tom. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Well, I'm a 60-year Cardinal fan, uh, I go clear back to when Bob Bragg and Bob Burns used to host the show and just loved it at that time. And by the way, I love your show. Love you as an, uh, as the sports director there. Thank you. Um, also, I enjoy when you're on the champagne station here. Oh, WDWS. Yeah. I listen to that. I know you, you the people there love you as well. Thanks. Um, uh, let me just share with you a couple of thoughts. Uh, I, I think the guys are all good guys. I know nothing personal or towards any of them, but uh, I uh, expected this was happening this season. To be honest with you, I expected this to happen last year. Um, I personally think that uh, I Marmel is in over his head, and then when uh, 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 the manager last, uh, 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 just went blank from Mike Shell. Mike Shell, thank you. I loved it when he was here. Uh, sure, he didn't go by the analytics, but you know what? He won, and the players loved him. And uh, I just, I just hated to see him go. And the way he was, especially when that way he, way is all handled. And also, a frustration that I have with this year's team. Uh, I'm big. I go back to the '60s Cardinals with they manufactured runs as the '80s Cardinals did as well. 
manufacture runs, instead of always going for a launch angle and trying to hit home runs on almost every play, it sure seems like occasionally you get uh, guys that will try a you know drag bunt or you know whatever, and that and that's that's kind of neat. But I like getting a hit, moving them over, sacrifice fly, driving them in. And, you know, yesterday a manufactured runner, too, you know, would have won the game for us, you know. But one of my big frustrations this year so far is that it happened again last night, and that is you got, you got O'Neill, DeYoung, and Kisner, uh, six, seven, eight in the lineup or whatever the numbers they were, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. I mean, uh, and I, personally, I'm not a big fan uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, even though I like the guys, uh, personally, I mean, from what my perspective is, DeYoung and O'Neill bring the young kids up and let them play. They can't yeah, do any you. worse as far as striking out. and They can, like, like uh, the person we just sent down. Well, Dave, I appreciate it. I want to get to some other calls before we take the break, but you're talking about Jordan Walker who was just sent down. I think that that would have been interesting, very intriguing to see Kershaw against Jordan Walker, although Walker's had some trouble with some breaking stuff. He was stacking righties to face the lefty is what he was doing instead of having Nolan Gorman in there. But then, as Jen pointed out last hour, instead of Gorman coming off the bench, he sticks with Dylan Carlson because of his defense out in center field, etc. Let's go to James in Jefferson City on KMOX. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I think I've got a couple of years on the previous caller, and I was going to give a shout-out to Bob Burns because this brings back memories. Hey, I was at the, uh, in 1964, the pennant game, the last game of the season. I was at the 66 All-Star game. I was at uh, Bob Gibson sitting behind home plate, box seats, Bob Gibson's last game he pitched, the Pete LeCock deal. Um, just want to shout out to my favorite team as the 64 world champions. Uh, Dick Grote died earlier this week, so I just wanted to, uh, he was a big part of the 64 team. And uh, my frustration with, uh, with the Cardinals is not, it's a little bit different take this morning than everybody else's. I'm frustrated with the watered down, all the rule changes the last several years. I saw the best decade of baseball, the 1960s. The 66 All-Star game, I think, had almost 20 Hall of Famers in it. They weren't in the Hall of Fame at the time. The starting lineup for the National League had seven that are in the Hall of Fame. So my frustration is with with all the rule changes. It's watered down, you know, larger bases this year, a pitch clock. Uh, that's my frustration. If you want to comment on it, I'd, I'd appreciate it. I'm not trying to start an argument here, but it's just I have lost interest in the game of baseball. You don't that's like the way that they're tinkering with the game. I, thank you for the call, I James. I, I, I'll tell yeah. you what I don't like. You still there? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't slide into – second or taking second or the shortstop out you you can't block the plate you can't pitch inside i mean it used to be you know you could pitch inside the game was kind of police police themselves uh there's just so many changes and you know probably in a you know we had seven innings for double headers two years ago i mean are they going to come up with a 10 run rule for five innings here one of these days it's actually been talked about isn't that that crazy thanks for the yeah, I appreciate it, James. I want to I jump to one more call, but uh, my comment on that is the game does go through changes. Um, what I think they're trying to get back to is the game that you enjoyed, which was a brisk played game uh, that moved along in two to two and a half hours, and that's what they were trying to get back to because these games have gone on and on and on forever. 
Uh, what they can't change is the fact that money has entered the game and pitchers and players are making a lot more than they used to. And they, you know, aren't going to have a pitcher go like Bob Gibson used to go because they are an asset and they don't want to run their arm out. Plus their entire career, they have been monitored from when they were young, really. So it's not like they are doing something that isn't, it isn't uh, uniform across baseball now, but that doesn't mean that your frustrations aren't valid. I mean, it's a different game and the game continues to change. They are trying to chase the non-baseball fan. They're trying to pull in people who are watching other sports and younger people and trying to grow the game in that way. And whether they're successful in that or not, we'll, we shall see. Uh, let me take one more before we go, and that would be Debbie. Debbie, you're on KMOX, and i got to take a break. Okay, hi. Good morning. Hey. Um, I'm a longtime Cardinal fan, and I'm just hearing a lot about how poorly the Cardinals are doing, and granted they are. I have hardly been able to watch one single game in its entirety this season thus far. My question is, there's always the finger pointing back to the manager and what he is doing incorrectly as far as managing the team. But my bigger question is, is the manager really involved in who are the players on the team? Isn't that John Ozalak? Um, isn't he the one who brings on the team members? Isn't he the one who recruits or whoever those persons are? I would like to have some accountability at a higher level for bringing the players on, not always finger pointing back to the manager. All right, good call, um, Debbie. And, and i got to take a break because Lutz Fandestiel is on the line. We're going to take a quick timeout and get to him. But it does start at the top in every organization. It starts at the very top. They bring in the philosophy and the direction they want to go. John Mosellock follows what Bill DeWitt wants to do. He executes it. His team executes what John wants to do. The field manager is chosen by John, and the field manager is Oliver Marmel, and he decides how the players are aligned when it comes to the playing time. But Ollie doesn't chase sliders, and Ollie doesn't make an error in the field. You know, it does some responsibility goes on the players as well. So my point is everybody should be held accountable for their actions in a baseball organization, but it does start at the very top. It always does, and then uh, comes down from there. So everybody does play a part in this, and the Cardinals have a lot of time to correct themselves. But right now, through 28 games, they're 10-18. and 18. As Bill Parcells once famously said, you are what your record says you are. We will take a quick timeout. We'll come back, talk some soccer with Lutz right after this. 720-8081. That's 314-720-8081. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Bill Schmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. St. Louis City SC Sporting Director is Lutz Fan and Steel, and he joins us at this time every Sunday. Good morning, Lutz. How are you? Good morning. I'm uh, all right. How are you? I'm all right as well. It's been a tough night for St. Louis sports, including City losing 2-1. to one. Of course, there's a big picture here, and that's the fact that City is off to a terrific start. It's a great organization. You're packing the house. There's a great, great vibe around the team, but uh, you want to win them, and I know that that's uh, not the best way to end the night. Even though it's more than the score, you want to be on top. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like a reality check. I would say uh, welcome to reality because uh, yesterday was simply not good enough. We have to be very honest about that to ourselves. Um, I think uh, 
um, to be fair to Portland, uh, they deserved that, that three points, uh, even though uh, they gave us the opportunity to come back into the game uh, to, to get that, that late 1-1 one, one equalizer. And that's the moment, I think, which are, uh, shows you're a top team or you're not a top team. This is when you need to manage the game, when you need to pick something up. We didn't do that. We got sloppy again. And in the, day of, in the end of the day, you know, it just was uh, one of these days which you want to forget, which I try to pull out some positives. Uh, half of the night, uh, to be honest, I didn't find that much. And I think now it's time to put the heads down, to get back to basics, to work hard, because also the way we performed yesterday and it came to the mentality, I was not happy about that because at least you need to work as hard as possible to try to get something. And if you have a bad day, everybody has a bad day. Uh, but for me yesterday, I was very disappointed. Uh, the obvious for me right out of the gate is no Klaus because, you know, you can't take your eyes off of him. He makes things happen. And when he's not scoring, it seems like he's creating opportunities for others. How did you think they responded without Klaus? And, and, and what is the status of Klaus? Yeah, I think they know that's uh, that's easy. I mean, it, it makes it uh, like uh, sound to me like we have to find excuses for a bad performance. No, yeah, of course you want to have Klaus in the team, and of course he he makes our team better. But we need to be able to compensate one player. Maybe we will have a day where we have two or three of our top players missing. That still doesn't mean we can get hammered around. Uh, another one was yesterday. It's easy to blame the referee. Yeah, I mean maybe the penalty wasn't the penalty, and maybe the referee. Referee calls were not always in our favor, but that's another excuse, which is very easy to point at certain things. But it's more about the team performance and what we did yesterday as a group. So, of course, I hope that Klaus is back as soon as possible. I am sure that he will miss at least one more game uh, the, the next, next week in Dallas, and then hopefully he will come back. On the other hand, Tom, we don't want to risk him too early because it's a very long season. It's only match day 10 out of 34. So it's not worth uh, like kind of pushing him too hard to get back and then be missing him for even a longer time. But yeah, I do I do agree with that from your side and also from fan side that uh, with Klaus a very important hazard up there is missing. But if you're looking at the last 15 20 minutes when we brought on our four subs, uh, Thomas Ostrak who came on who made the goal brilliantly, then Celia Pompeo who came on who finished it. So. Also, Jensen and Jackson, who came on to young players. All these four guys developed the cup game during the week. They came on, and I think they brought a breath of fresh air in the game as well. So it's more, it's more the senior players which have to really reflect on that game yesterday. There is so much more to the game than one player or a collection of players because when the ball is in the air, uh, that is the key, isn't it? One of the keys is who's going to touch that ball first and who's going to get that second ball. It seemed to me that you weren't able to get a lot of those second balls. 100%. Uh, very well spotted. I think um, not just the second balls. They were Portland got most of them. Our interceptions, our tackles, our individual one-on-ones, Portland got more of that. And if we, the way we play, when it comes to our playing style, told you many times how we play, how we want to play, that was not really that visible yesterday because that's exactly our game. We need to win second balls and we need to win the duels. And, you know, Portland wanted it more yesterday. Let's be, let's be honest about that. They came out, they played an ugly game, 
They stayed deep. They wasted a lot of time early on. But that's exactly what we can expect from, from, from in the future. When a team comes here into our stadium, that they will do exactly that. Uh, Minnesota did it, and they beat us on a penalty. Now Portland did it, and they basically also beat us on a penalty. And that will be that will be exactly the way to find the balance between offense and defense, not to give too many chances away. So, yeah, the honeymoon is over. Uh, we know that now. You know, the start, nobody can take away the great start we had. But I always said that the season is very long. It's not just a good start. You need to be consistent, good. And I talked a lot about we want to be have a fortress here. Now, yeah, the way we played yesterday, it doesn't look to me like a fortress from our side. The fans were great, but we need to be better. Somebody asked me recently on a podcast, what do you love most about a game at City? And I said, I love the beginning. I, I do like when I watch the teams warm up, the anthem, and then you start the game. When the match begins, I like to see who has the energy advantage. And that's my favorite part of the game because I get a read on what's happening. And they had an early, I felt like, jump on you. Um, how do you change energy in a game, Lutz? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, not just in the first half, but also in the second half. Yeah. They came out with higher energy. And this was, uh, if you think back uh, a few weeks ago against Cincinnati, it was exactly the opposite. You had the feeling we coming at them straight away and they were scored in the cup on the weekend, on the midweek, it was just the same. Yesterday, I sometimes do understand it in the first half. You come out and you try to settle the game down. You try to, to get a little bit of an overview and, and start to play your game. But uh, when we come out from the second half, after the halftime talk, you know, that is normally our moment when we have to be buzzing, when we have to be out there to really, really work the opponent, to stretch the opponent, to fight. And yesterday, Portland beat us with our own weapons. They did what we normally do, and that is why they walked away with three points. Lutz Fanagesteel is with us on KMOX. You'll be uh, on the road next time out after you play this one in front of another big crowd, big, big crowd. This is actually six consecutive sellouts in all competition for City. Now you go... To Dallas, how is FC Dallas? What do you anticipate in that matchup? Yeah, you know, now three three away games coming up: uh, Dallas, uh, Chicago in the league, and Chicago in the in the in the cup as well. So uh, obviously, we now need to regroup this week. We need to sit down. We need to do a lot of analyzing about about yesterday's game, what we can do better. We already showed that we can do it better in the past. So as I said before, it's back to basics, back to focus on our strengths. And Dallas is a team, you know, they are, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they, they, that's the team who plays ever for the championship, but they, they, have, they have good young players. They have a great academy. They have lots of homegrown players. They play some good technical football. So uh, it's definitely a very difficult game. Different team, also from a physical strength like Portland. But uh, when we flying to, to, to Dallas, uh, similar situation, like I told you a few weeks ago about Seattle. We can't expect St. Louis turns up somewhere and everybody is scared of us and lies down and we take the points. We need to work it. We need to really play our game to walk away with the result. And that's what we're going to work hard for during the week. And 
try to try to do things better next week and hopefully have a positive result. Diego Gigliani comes in from City Football Group to take over as president and general manager. Lutz, what can you tell me about Diego and his experience? Yeah, I had a few talks with him by now uh, over Zoom and telephone. You know, very experienced uh, uh, sports administrator. Uh, when it comes to the business side with Man City, I mean, or the, or the, or the City Group, you don't really have to introduce the way they, they're doing things because that's uh, highly professional, close to perfection. So I think that uh, we as a club, we came, gain a lot there of his experience. I mean, you know, when it comes to the business side, He's definitely world-class, and, and, and I'm looking forward for him to come. Lutz Vantage Steel, sporting director with us every Sunday at 11.15. We appreciate these moments very much. Thank you for taking the time. You'll get back to work and get after it as you head to Dallas. Good luck, and thank you again. Thanks, Tom. Have a nice weekend. You too. St. Louis City SC drops one yesterday to Portland 2-1. to one, Back at it on the road. Thanks to Lutz for always being with us. The president of baseball operations for the St. Louis Cardinals is John Mosellock. He joins us live next at 11.30. It's 11.27. This is Sports on a Sunday Morning, sponsored by Grable. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. 11.32, welcome back to the show. Cardinal baseball coming your way at 2.15, 3.10 first pitch. Noah Syndergaard against Jake Woodford as the Cardinals try to salvage a game in this three-game set in Los Angeles. Joining us is the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Doing well. Um, the Cardinals right now, 10 and 18, 10 games out in the NL Central and coming off a one nothing loss to the Dodgers. Some positive things did happen in that game, and I do want to start with that. By the way, uh, Ollie Marmel, the Cardinals manager, just for listeners, is joining us right after Mo. He'll be with us at 1145. So, yeah, I'll separate some of the game 
questions and and John Mosaloc front office roster type questions so that we're not repeating ourselves. But I, I do want to start with the positives from yesterday, and that was the fact that another starting pitcher gave you a good outing. Now you've had back to back with Miles Michaelis and then Jordan Montgomery. What did you think of Monty? Well, I thought he pitched really well. You know, unfortunately, um, you, you hate to waste a good start. And, you know, I think you, you look at the <clears throat> first month of this season, it has not gone as planned. Um, you know, we can probably take a stab at many different theories on why, but, you know, you are where you are. And uh, clearly we need to do something different. And and so um, as I look at, at thankfully finishing this 10-day this ten, ten road trip, um, I think that's a blessing just to get back to St. Louis and, and maybe be able to hit the reset button a little bit and then get into a, a more normal pattern of home for a week, on the road for a week type of thing. But it's it's been a tough home. I mean, there's there's no denying it. Haven't played great baseball. We've found uh, different ways to to lose, which is always frustrating because then it's, it's much more difficult to just pin it down to one thing. I mean, I'm not oblivious to what, people are saying they, they feel like our starting pitching is, is not good. I feel that's a little bit unfair um, because when you, when you look at the, the month, of course, that series against Atlanta, clearly, um, you know, when you're giving up a two or three spot, every first inning of a game and you're, you're playing in a deficit mode, that's, that's frustrating. And I think, you know, that was not good, but I think overall our starting pitching has been competitive and yet, when when we do get good starting pitching, we're not hitting or we're not scoring or we give up late runs in a game. And, and um, you know, when you look back at, at even just this most recent trip, there were times where, you know, we had games in hand and, and found ways to lose them, whether it was, uh, you know, a defensive lapse or um, bullpen couldn't hold lead. And so there's, there's, I get the frustration that's out there in, in, in public domain and, I assure everybody that's listening this morning, I'm, I'm equally frustrated. And I assure you that, that Ollie and our staff were working tirelessly to try to figure out a way to, to change this pattern, try to get us into a, a more uh, winning routine, if you will, and get us back on track. And in Canada, there's a ton of baseball left to be played. So I think the, the worst thing we can do is just sort of put our heads in the sand and bury ourselves and, you know, think we're done for the year because we're not and we know we can can address some things we know we can clean some things up and we're on it making changes and not sweeping drastic changes but making changes along the way is something you're absolutely doing you the Jordan Walker move was that behind some of that you doing something a little different not only trying to get him right but trying to create some consistency in your lineup the answer is yes yes Touching on Walker, I think the biggest thing for him is, you know, we think he's a future elite talent. We think he, you know, you talk about prospects. We know he's a prospect. We know he's one of the best in baseball. But one of the things he was doing was he just kept pounding the ball in in the ground. And that's not sustainable at the major league level. And more importantly, um, we found it very difficult for him to work on things at the major league level because it's, it's a hard it's a hard game to have to practice something. You hear us talk all the time about you know having the ability to make adjustments. You think about a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. He's he's making adjustments every day, but this isn't like overhauls. This Jordan needs to learn how to lift the ball, and he then also has to understand 
how to handle the breaking pitches. And there's sort of two rules of thought on breaking pitches. One is you, you learn to hit them or you learn to take them. But either way, you're recognizing spin. And so for him, that was just something that you could see a lot, the pattern of, of him seeing a lot more more spin up here. And so now we just want him to work on it. I, I know we'll see Jordan Walker again at some point this season. And, uh, you know, my fingers are crossed that things go well for him down there. It's a, a shorter stay than a longer one. With regard to trying to get some rhythm in our outfield, that's exactly what we're trying to do. And and hopefully we can we can get that pattern where, where we feel comfortable with what we're running out there. But, you know, clearly from a lineup standpoint, we're just not getting, you know, consistent performance day in and day out. And, and that's got to change, too, if we want to start changing L's to W's. The uh, outfield today is Burleson in left, Carlson in center, Newt Bar in right. Uh, the other part of that move was Motter uh, coming to the club, and we haven't seen Motter. Uh, what was behind that move in particular? And uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so so on Motter, like, like you need guys to understand roles, right? And and the problem with with prior to that, we have a bunch of young guys all fighting for at bats. Whereas Modern knows his role up here. He's not going to walk in the manager's office and say, why am I not playing? Or I need to play. So when you think about building your roster, especially over the long haul, if you're not going to be able to provide at bats, you have to have role players that accept that role. And Modern, of course, does. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of funny where people actually thought we were trading Jordan down for Modern up as if we were like, you know, making some sort of like equal talent trade there. I mean, we, we know what we were doing there. Um, we know Jordan's the future, and we know Modder can, can give us a stopgap. But more importantly, his attitude and, and how he approaches things makes it a little bit easier to manage the 13 position players. You also have Juan Yepes going right now. What is your take on what he's been doing lately? Well, the good news is he's a younger player, and he's getting every day at bats, whereas if he's up here, he's not. And so – you know, that's that trade-off. And, and you know, what you're hoping for is, is with the guys down at Memphis that they're experiencing success and they're getting to play every day. And, you know, right now Memphis is playing really good baseball. They've had a, a lot of positives going on down there, and we just hope that continues. Adam Wainwright starts today. Your anticipation on Adam's start here and what have you noticed in his first two and what could happen here if Adam goes well today? I would say if, if all goes well today, there's a high probability his next starts in the big leagues. Um, I mean, obviously, what we're looking for is, A, zero discomfort. Um, so a lot of that will be determined on how he feels tomorrow. And then also, what's his velocity look like? And, you know, where is he in the strike zone? But, you know, I've always believed that Adam has that one one skill that allows him to survive no matter what, and that's his ability to spin it. So, um, my 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 hope is is that if all goes well, we see him in St. Louis at the latter part of the week. The other options when it comes to rotation, and not to continue to harp on rotation because you just made it pretty clear you think that it's a bit unfair that people harp on that rotation so much. But um, if you were to lurk, look externally, that doesn't sound like that's something. I mean, you tell us that you're always looking, but that right now looking outside the organization doesn't sound like a priority at the moment. Not only is it not a priority, it's not, it's not practical. 
um, you're not going to see a lot of quality getting moved around right now. You might see pieces getting moved, but not something that we would feel is an upgrade. I mean, they, candidly, if you're looking at, at like internal options, Limitor stole the ball really well down there. And so that's a possibility if we felt like he could give us something better than what we're seeing up here. And you know this because I, I, well, I took some phone calls last hour and, and you hear this all the time. I had one caller, more than one, said, well, the Cardinals didn't do anything in the offseason to address the rotation. And my response to that was, how do I not, how do I know that they didn't uh, try to achieve something externally, but it didn't work out? I mean, you, you don't know the entire story. So um, uh, how do you address that when it, when it comes to looking back? You can't go back now, but... Uh, wishing that something would have happened in the off season to this rotation. Yeah, sort of. I mean, like for me, it's like you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, I, I still don't know like exactly what that means and 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 who they think we should have gotten or, or why. Um, there were a couple pitchers that we we did pursue. Ironically, they're all on the IL at the moment. Um, so you know, you just never know. It's like this part of the business is is tough it's you know trying to keep people healthy i think again i do not feel like the starting rotation is our our reason we're not having a better record right now um i think it's a collection of a lot of things and you know hopefully we can clean it up and uh, as i said earlier start winning instead of losing finally we're going to talk to ollie marmel here in three minutes just uh, your take on him uh and how oliver marmel has handled these first 28 games of the season well, I think all of us are, are, you know, facing something we normally don't face. I mean, this is this has been certainly a, a very unusual month for us um, playing this kind of baseball. I mean, certainly over you know my career, we've had tough months. Don't get me wrong, but we came out of camp. There was a lot of excitement from our spring training camp, and you know, we we felt like uh, we saw a lot of things we liked. We thought that would spill over and have success. And, you know, unfortunately, it just hasn't worked. And you know, sort of the irony of all this is, like, you think back to that very first game when we opened against Toronto and, and we didn't win it, and it was a game we should have won. And it kind of feels like that's just been a carryover. And we got to get off the current train tracks we're on. we got to get on some fresh ones. And we got to figure out a way to get back to our winning ways. Not only does this road trip end, but the month ends. So May is upon us after this game, but the Cardinals are going to try to finish April on a strong note. They take on the Dodgers today. Ollie Marmel joins us next. John Mozalak has been with us for the last 10 minutes, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you, Tommy, and uh, see you next Sunday. Absolutely. Always good to talk to the president of baseball operations. Joins us every Sunday here on KMOX Radio. We'll be back with the manager and talk to him about his club next on KMOX. Welcome back to the great hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. We are joined live by Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. He is ready to go as the Cardinals take on the Dodgers in L.A. Good morning, Ollie. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. It's uh, good to hear your voice. Now, we talk baseball every Sunday, and uh, this time we had you a little later in the show, and I appreciate the accommodation, being able to move you around a little bit, uh, get you especially out on the West Coast. Um, And as you make it to the ballpark today, we just got off the phone with John Mosellock, president of Baseball Operations. I said, Ollie's going to join us in a few minutes what do you think, uh, what's your take on how Ollie has handled all of this? Uh, and he said, you know, he, he put it on the entire group and said that it's something that none of us have gone through. And, you know, we're all trying to figure out a way, I'm paraphrasing here, but a way to, to manage this. And we're all coming up with different ways and solutions to identify how to turn this thing around. How would you describe the current situation your club is in? No, that's exactly right. And we're, I mean spending every waking hour trying to figure out um, a way around this. And it's something that uh, obviously doesn't feel good for, for everybody in-house, players, staff, management, fan base, the whole deal. This is uh, We know what we're up against, and we, we've dug a hole. Uh, thankfully, the playoffs don't start in May, um, and we have a lot of baseball to go. But there are some things to clean up, and at the end of the day, we just need more consistency uh, out of everybody. Um, it's my job to get the most out of these guys. And I take full responsibility for where we are at the end of the day. Um, May needs to look different, and uh, and that's our that's our job and our goal. Yeah, getting the most out of a team means a lot of different things in terms of it's not just about writing a lineup or putting players out on the field, but trying to figure out what's the best situation for that player. Do you want to get more of a – and was this part of the Jordan Walker move – do you want to get more of a consistency going? Do you feel like as good? I love the word flexibility when it comes to sports. However, do you feel like there have been a lot of moving parts? Would you like to get things a little more settled? Uh, yeah, but the reality is no one's running away with the job. And therefore, when you had so many pieces, especially in the outfield, um, you had five guys that were all uh, deserving of being in the starting lineup. And, um, you try to keep them sharp and get them in there, and there's a lot of rotating pieces. Part of that that Walker move was exactly that. Is it getting Motter here in exchange for Walker? The answer is no. It's um, allowing these guys that are now in our outfield some time to go and, and run away with the job, and Motter understands his role as, as a bench guy. He knows he's going to get at bats against lefties here and there. He's going to give a guy a day off, but for the most part, um, we needed to allow the Tyler O'Neills and Carlson's and, and Newt Barr and Burleson to go ahead and have more consistent at-bats to see uh, to see what we got. 
In particular, I was focusing on O'Neill and Carlson, but I, I mean, you just mentioned all four, of course. Um, but O'Neill and Carlson have been there a little bit longer, and, and in particular, Carlson uh, getting an opportunity to play in center field was very good yesterday. I mean, what a it, what it a was, job! It, it was really, really good. The play he made going uh, to the wall there was, was really nice. He made a sliding catch as well, and that's where. There's a human side of this game, and being able to look a guy in the eye, and, and sometimes they're deserving in that ninth inning. Did we have some options to come off the bench and and take an at bat? The answer is yes. But but when you got a guy playing his, his butt off out there and looking for an opportunity to run away with something, uh, at times you you give them that shot, and, and he gets a base hit there or drives him in, and, and who knows how he takes off moving forward. So. Um, it was fun watching him play center yesterday. Caller had a question about late in the game. Uh, you put him in as a lefty because you want to see him swing lefty, but you had Gorman available. Uh, so just wondering, the caller wanted to know, uh, and I'll chime in there as well, just in that situation, what what went into that? Same thing, you want to see Dylan make something happen and that he's earned that? Yeah, and, and here's the thing. We, we know where certain guys are and how they're feeling at the moment. And over the course of the time, has Gorman had really good at bats and driven in some big runs and hit some big home runs? The answer is absolutely yes. Um, so is he an option? Yes. Is there a better option for contact than Burleson, who we also had on the bench? The answer is yes. Um, but at times, you get you give a guy an opportunity, and we gave Carlson that opportunity, and uh, it didn't work. Um, can you take the safe bet and let Gorman take that at bat? And if he strikes out, it's still analytically the right play? And yeah, absolutely. But um yeah, we gave Carlson a shot and it didn't work. And if you're on the team, you get that. By and large, you're going to get that opportunity. As you mentioned, you also mentioned the courage to stick with Jordan Hicks, and it looks like that is starting to pay off. I mean, he, he's looked really good in your bullpen. Yeah, and that's that's the thing that at, at times over the course of a long season, you give guys opportunities in order to see if it turns for them. And we had a lot of people saying that Jordan Hicks didn't deserve to be on the team and he didn't, he wasn't doing his job and we needed to replace him with somebody. But, but at times you're patient and, and you start to instill confidence in the guy and let them work through some things. And now we're seeing a really good version and a guy that continues to go out there and just punch out the world. Um, so yes, there, there, there are times to push buttons and there are other times where you need to be patient and see if you can get the most out of somebody. And uh, Hicks is a great example of that at the moment. How do you approach uh, old number 28 now, Nolan Arenado? It's going to erupt at some point. Uh, then he's so intense and locked in. How do you approach a, a superstar like that when he's going through a tough time? Yeah, we've had some good conversations. We had another one last night, and um, this is a guy that really cares. And if there's anything that when you look at Nolan, and we have a couple guys this way, look, he almost, you can get to the point where you care too much, where you're trying to do too much, where you're, you're, you're wanting to get out of it and get three hits with one swing. And um, he is very in tune with his body. He knows when he's feeling good. He knows when he's not. And it's a matter of time before he breaks out. But there's not a, a magic pill or anything. It's, it's a matter of continuing to write his name in the lineup. And um, we've seen it before. He had, a, he had a really tough May last year. And uh, when you look at his June and July and so forth, like he broke out and had an incredible year. So we're going to go through little bits of weeks where, where this happens, but you write his name in the lineup and keep going. I appreciate the time. I see him in the lineup. He's batting third today and playing third base. Nolan Arenado and the Cardinals taking on the Dodgers today. Final game of the series, 
10 for the start, 2-15 pregame. We'll have Ollie get back to it, but we appreciate this time very much. Get a win and uh, come home safely, and we'll see you at Bush Stadium. You got it. Ollie Marmel, Cardinals manager with us on KMOX. That's it for the show. Sports on a Sunday morning sponsored by Graybar. Thank you for all of your calls in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, we'll do that more often. Uh, we'll do it in good times as well, not just when the team is in a bit of a slump. And John Mosellock also always very good, as well as Lutz Fanensteel for joining us live on KMOX. For producer Drew Young, I'm Tom Ackerman. Thanks for joining us. A little soccer discussion next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 